do what this is a side note but when i was in college i used to do kind of like there were times where i do reverse plagiarism like that where i needed like quotes or something and i would make up a quote myself right like and then i would just like attribute it to somebody (laughs) just to fill and it was it was my quote but i'm not gonna quote myself but yeah it's they never even fear fear itself Welcome back to the season finale of the Restoring Our City podcast. I can't believe we have gone through yet another season. And, and this one was exciting, guys. I'm, again, joined with my co-hosts, Bejoy and Jobin. So how do you guys feel? You know, we're, we're coming at 15 episodes in 16 weeks. How do you guys feel about this? Uh, it's a lot. But I'm, I'm actually, you look back on it, I was like, I'm, I'm really surprised that we got as much done as we did, you know? I mean, literally, we're recording every single week for a while, and sometimes, like, twice a week. So, yeah, I guess once you get that rhythm going, you know. Hard to stop. It's hard Can't to stop. stop. Won't yeah, stop. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah there's a lot of work, but, man, it's like there's so much going on in the world, and I'm, I'm so glad that we had a chance to uh, pipe in on some of these things. But uh, real fun season. Yeah, real fun season. And, um, you know, toward the end of this episode, we're going to talk about what we have coming up next. But, you know, reflecting back on this current season, I think a a phrase that you might have heard in our intro or outro episodes is we want to have candid conversations on today's topic. But the key word being candid conversations. Now, guys, there was something out in the news uh, recently about a platform which people have conversations on called Twitter. I don't know if you guys have heard about it or if you've lived under a rock for the last 20 years, but uh, Twitter apparently is trying to be bought out by none other than Elon Musk, who is this huge proponent uh, of free speech to the point of anyone can say anything. So just first off, off the bat, how do you guys feel about that? I mean, how rich are you (laughs) that you could just literally wake up one morning and be like i am buying your your social media site you know and and buying everybody else out like it's it's crazy man that he has just the power to do that i saw one of the comments was some like he criticized something and then somebody responded to it saying you should just buy twitter and then he goes ahead and he does it well at least puts an offer out uh, so well i hope he cleans it up because i've gotten you know i'm on twitter and i put you know comments criticizing like the houston astros for cheating and there's one time i did that and i got bamboozled it was people were like coming at me left and right so i'm like man elon musk clean this up i don't want to get any death threats from baseball fans right and elon musk if you're hearing this i've been canceled on twitter for those of you that don't know Dilmil put out something about Stephanie and myself and man, I got some real backlash on that. But uh, that being said, you know, when, when thinking about it, I think um, sometimes from the left side, you'll hear that, you know, the right political right side uses Twitter to 
stir up controversies and falsehoods. And um, even when we think about what occurred on January 6th with President Trump and uh, the use of Twitter to do that, there's a lot of criticism on the dangers of using a platform like this to end, end up with some evil ends. And on the flip side from, I think a lot from the political right side, you'll see a lot of criticism against the left for using Twitter to really censor ideas and opinions. Uh, for example, I think uh, more recently we had Joe Rogan um, that literally called it out and said, you know, if I was to say at the beginning that masks are not as effective as you're saying, Twitter would have flagged it and said like, this is not correct. Later on, science proves that that opinion is correct. Uh, a little bit further than that, when the vaccines came out again, he said, um, you know, if we were to say that you can still spread the COVID disease, if even if you get the vaccine, you would have been flagged for reporting falsehoods on Twitter. But lo and behold, those opinions are correct. So, you know, I guess this leads to a question, guys, of what is the balance between, you know, saying something controversial um, and, and potentially offensive versus, you know, really kind of censoring ourselves so that we're not, you know, spreading those kind of things to stir people up. You know, should we have open platforms like this? Or do you agree that there has to be some sort of sort of restraint or censorship in order to have a functioning dialogue? Dude, that's, I mean, <laughs> it's heavy, man, because if the idea of free speech, right, at its fundamental level is that you have the ability to say and talk about whatever you want. And I was telling you guys this before, but in other countries, right, there is a, you can't talk about the government. You can't say anything about the religion. You Like, it is so strict. Like, you get in trouble. There's consequences for saying anything negative about certain topics, right? In this country, someone could stand outside the White House and you know, hurl insults at the president of the United States. And like, it's okay because under the guise of free speech, you know, mm -hmm. but that's a really interesting question. Like just because we have the ability to say whatever we want, should we, you know, is number one, I guess, but. Yeah. I, I was reading this really interesting article kind of on that point, Bajoy, um, from the gospel coalition it had this quote it says in order to secure our moral right to speak truth we generally need to defend a legal right that includes a right to speak falsehood so i thought that was kind of interesting it's like hey if you really want to fight for this then that might include some of the the bad too right like for all the good that we want to share publicly that's going to automatically include some of these um you know, lies and falsehoods and disinformation or whatever it is. And so I, I don't know, I, I feel like it's, um, it's like a weird argument to talk about it from a legal perspective and a moral perspective. And then how do we actually approach it as Christians? Like we have to be very prudent in the words that we choose to say, right? Yeah, no, I a hundred percent agree with, with both of those uh, opinions. And, you know, just for myself, when I think about that concept. I think you're right, Job, and I would agree with that, that you have to defend the ability to, to speak falsehoods. I think, you know, sometimes we would hope as a society that people will critically think through issues before supporting things that are said or disavowing things that are said. I think, you know, nowadays we're so worried about quote unquote disinformation getting out there and how quickly it can spread. Um, but I think, again, it, it brings us back to the need for candid conversations to critically think and really parse through some of these things. And, 
And I, I do agree. I think, you know, at the end of the day, we need to have uh, platforms that are open so that you can be offended, right? Like, I need to see some things that might offend me. And that should be okay. Um, from, uh, you know, some perspectives. And, and I think that helps me in developing my own thoughts on a particular issue. I think uh, nowadays, and you guys could chime in on this too, we try to restrain speech uh, against things that may offend people. Do you think that's a smart idea? Or would you say it's smart in the sense that if we do offend enough people, you just stir up potential things that like riots and protests and things that could be uh, destructive? Or do you think that we should restrain and censor things that might be offensive um, so that we don't end up with chaos, essentially? What, what are your thoughts on that? You know what? I think it's it's partly highlighting those negative things. And we we amplify that negative noise. And the reason I'm thinking about this is actually the other day, um, whenever we publish this, there's a basketball game where Kyrie Irving and the Nets were playing against the Celtics and the Boston fans were giving it to him and he flipped them off and um, he was like making fun of them. And then I watched the post game with like inside the NBA with Charles Barkley and Shaq and all those guys. And they're like, man up. If you play in like Boston, Philly, those fans are going to give it to you. It's like 5% of the fans, like 95% of the fans are not going to say anything, but it's the 5% and they're always going to do it. So just ignore it. Why are we highlighting that? Just go play ball. And I was like, that's a good point actually, right? If we keep amplifying one or two people out of a crowd of thousands, you're going to think that that's the story and it's really not right but that shouldn't stop the fans from coming in and sharing a sign or like yelling <laughs> insults at their players maybe within reason right but i don't think you censor it i think you just stop calling attention to it mm -hmm. i also think that you know we all you everybody uses media and the things they find online to support their like thoughts and viewpoints right so jobin if you posted something and i was like oh that's fake news that's not even true he's just like spreading lies and then i go in there and i look up some stuff online and then i post a rebuttal to it and say that's not true because this is what's really going on then someone's gonna be like where did you get that news from that's fake news you know so it's like where's our sort where's anybody's true source of truth coming from like we're all gonna pull from different parts of the internet and whatever we read just to support our side of it. And I think that's where the free speech starts to get like out of hand is because we're, where's our source really, you know? Yeah, no, that's, that's <laughs> such a great point, right? Like you can find something for anything to support whatever you want. Um, that's a great <laughs> have you guys, point. Have you guys seen ball sack sports on Twitter? No, it's like what? This there's a there's a twitter account that's called ballsack sports it's kind of a raunchy name right but they made fake tweets and they would put it out there and they literally made a tweet that said here put a picture of an athlete and then put a quote underneath it and attribute it to anybody and people will believe you and of course Stephen a smith goes on espn and he uses one of their quotes as like oh actual news gosh. it's just like wow people can run with anything and it's like a perfect example it's just like it's a joke a parody account but people listen to it because they see a fancy graphic and an athlete's picture and a quote and that's all it takes dude what, this is a side note but when i was in college i used to do kind of like there were times where i do reverse plagiarism like that 
where I needed like quotes or something and I would make up a quote myself, right? Like, and then I would just like attribute it to somebody (laughs) just to fill. And it was, it was my quote, but I'm not going to quote myself, but yeah, it's, they never even fear fear itself. (laughs) (laughs) If you've learned one thing is you can't get a good idea out in 340 or whatever many characters that there are there. So maybe Twitter isn't the best medium to use if you're going to be doing some research um, here. But on that topic of offense, I think, uh, you know, just like you, you said maybe you get offended and find different information um, or shoot, you just make up your own for information like that. Um, but I think, uh, you know, I was listening to, I can't recall who it was, um, but they said, you know, you know, with this idea of we're not going to speak if it offends someone, it, it completely goes against even like things within like a marriage. Think about it. If you're going to have a actual dialogue on something that's uncomfortable yeah, you're going to have to risk being offended and being offensive to your wife or your husband. But the point is, you have to risk that in order to have a substantive conversation, right? Like we have to, in some senses, be like, hey, I might be offended by this conversation. But at the end, hopefully this is going to strengthen either my position or uh, help me grow um, as a person. And, And so, Um, You know, just with that entire thing, maybe we're having conversations, but we have to risk it not being a safe environment uh, for us if we're if we need to grow. Um, And and that's just my two cents on it. I think that's the entire point for me too with candid conversations. I'm never offensive to my wife. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't (laughs) don't agree with that at all. No, but you're Uh, right. You have to be candid, right? We have to be. The truth hurts sometimes, and if we kind of guard it way too much, then you're not really saying anything. And I think even with this podcast, right? Like we've, we've gotten some feedback from a lot of people and some people are like, Hey, what about this perspective? You know, what about this? And I remember I got a convert, uh, a message from somebody asking about cancel culture and why do we don't talk about this at church and some of these kind of things. It's like, yeah, because sometimes it, it, it's hurt. It's hurtful. And it's also controversial to bring up some of these things. So we definitely need that balance to not be guarded, but not be purposefully offensive in order to hurt someone, right? I think there's a mm. there's a line mm. there. Mm-hmm. I think everybody. Uh, the problem is that everyone's offended by something all yeah. the time, right? Like I, I know there are examples where I'm like, really, like someone, you know, especially with movies, right? Or I saw one where it was like an Asian movie, and it, like the cast was entirely Asian, and then someone responded, "This lead character wasn't Asian enough," like. He was like mixed or something. Yeah, like it was just something so stupid. And I'm like, it was like they basically made a movie with all Asian people. And there was somebody out in the world that was like, that person's not Asian enough, you know? And so this is the world we live in. We talk about this all the time. Like everybody's just offended all the time by every little thing. And if you were, if we have to walk on eggshells every time we want to have some kind of candid conversation, like there's, we're never going to like, we're never going to progress as a society. We're never going to learn other people's perspectives. Like it's always just going to be everyone internalizing like everything, you know? So I don't know. Yeah. Or you, you end up with a situation where uh, again, like the entire country could become just an echo chamber and rather than learning we're we end up with indoctrinating, right? A certain viewpoint. That's the least offensive viewpoint to the most amount of people. And I think that's a, that's a scary proposition. Um, even for us as Christians, I think, 
you know, it's funny. I think one of the verses that stood out <laughs> for me from Easter is the gospel is, is foolishness for those that don't believe. But for those that, um, are, you know, do believe it is the power and like the saving work of God. So really thinking about that in some, some sense is like, yeah, I think we're going to risk being um, offended and offensive if we do kind of stand out for our faith, which leads, I get, I guess, to another question with this entire Twitter sort of uh, sort of a story is I think a lot of people are afraid because Elon Musk is going to come up and shake the game. But a lot of people are also hopeful because they think that only a few powerful people are only pushing one side uh, of narratives within the country. What do you guys think about that? Do you think that's actually true that, you know, Twitter is you know, really just pushing one side or is Twitter being cautious in the sense that they want to protect us from, you know, finding out some dumb things and and misinformation, just like we were talking about. Yeah, I think it's, you know, really a crazy situation when you have a platform like that, where you can really dictate what is trending and what's the popular topics. And, you know, if you have something that isn't trending, that should be trending, and that is actually, you know, a really big story, but you don't hear about it, then that's a problem. And when you have people who can control that and suppress information, then, you know, that could be very, very dangerous, right? And if he goes about it with the right intentions and, and really opens it up where anybody can say anything and you're not really like limiting it, I think it could be a really good thing. It'd be really interesting to see if the slant of the articles that you read start to change, right? And that you start to not see just one side of the story anymore. Yeah. No, I agree as well. I'm curious to see how it goes. I think um, I might be a little bit more skeptical to say that it might not be a great thing. I think, you know, people that have, and I think this kind of comes back to our candid conversation point, right? Like, I think sometimes we have to think about what lens do we use to analyze the world in life? And I think if we don't have a lens, but we're just going to take popular opinion to be our lens, then a place like Twitter could cause you to have a garbage worldview there's no other way to put that right but if you're going to go on a platform like twitter to have some intelligent like searching and debates and stuff i think it can be a good thing i just think generally as a, as a country and as a society and as even like as a generation we some dumb people man so i think we need to have some good substantive convos uh, with one another so hopefully you can find that but I think now let's do some hopes in for the future, right? Like, where are we going with this? What are we looking forward to? So just, uh, you know, with with this season ending um, and with a new season coming at some point, Ed, what are you guys looking forward to? Is that a question for us or for our listeners? Yeah, you know what? I guess our <laughs> listeners could come into a brainstorming session we're having live right now. <laughs> it's a conversation with all of us. us Send us your mail. Enjoy. <laughs> exactly. You know, you guys could jump in on the conversation too. <laughs> Ask us anything. Restoringourcity.org. So definitely, yeah. What are you guys looking forward to and what do you think we should be talking about? Well, the one thing that we've all been talking about, which uh, even resonates with our listeners, is the whole idea of mental health, Right. And I think we we know this past season that that is a topic that people are interested in hearing. And I think we've just kind of been not quite ready to address it and not because of a fear of being candid about any of it. It's just that that kind of stuff gets like we got to be really careful about how we approach it and, and, and who we have kind of same thing. Right. Like where are we getting our information from, too, you know. So, but I do think like we talked about before, that might be, that might be the topic that we need to start kind of maybe doing a series on, you know, 
Um, it's, it's pretty taboo in our culture and our community for sure, but yet it's very, very prevalent in a lot of different ways, you know? Yeah. And I think it's like, it's something that has been talked about and you've seen seminars and things like that, that I get this little guy, I don't know if you can hear him. He's just... <laughs> Maybe parenting. Like, next maybe parenting well. parenting. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> How do I stop that? Um, no, from a mental health standpoint, I think there are so many topics that people have spoken about, but also like, how do we actually address some of those things that maybe are not at the forefront, right? And we want to get some experts who are, you know, well-trained and well-versed in, in some of these topics as well. So I think it's um, kind of a balanced approach about both of those things. Yeah. And you know what, just on that point, if you know an expert that you think would be great uh, to contribute on a mental health related topic, definitely either DM us, go to the Restoring Our City website, hit the Ask Us Anything link, just respond to us. We want to have a conversation with you and we definitely want to highlight people within our community that are experts on on topics relating to mental health. And we want to have, we want to do this series justice and we can't do it without you. So this is a call for your help, your support uh, and your engagement here. So definitely, definitely hit us up. Yeah, and on, on that too, if you are someone that, has gone through that or is going through that and you're comfortable, you know, that's, that's the beauty of these podcasts, right? Like do we have a forum here for like very honest, open conversations to the level that people are comfortable, you know? So if this is a platform that you feel like you're comfortable sharing your story, you just never know who you're going to be able to impact through that, you know? So that just, I think we just throw that out there too, you know, like there might be people that are be willing to share. I think this is uh, coming close to the end of uh, this episode, but also the end of a season. We are going to take a little bit of a hiatus. This was a big stretch of 15 episodes in 16 weeks. Definitely know that we are not disengaged. You can always hit us up on Instagram, go to the website, restoringourcity.org, or just make contact with any one of us, Bejoy, Job, and myself. We would love to hear from you and engage with you. So guys, congrats on wrapping up the season and I can't wait for the next one. Season five, here we come. Season five, let's go. Let's do it. Live from Mexico. <laughs> we did this, do this like remote location like yeah. at a resort. Travel, yeah, Traveling know, right? podcast. Right. You know, usually with TV shows too, after about season six or seven, it starts going downhill. So you know what? We're going to have at least a great season five. But after that, somebody can die. So we're going to kill somebody. (laughs) No promises. Yeah. All All right, guys. All right, guys. Yeah. Thanks for listening to this episode. Check us out at restoringourcity.org. And don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and Spotify to get the latest content. The Restoring Our City podcast is hosted by Jobin Verkis, Jesswin Thomas, and Bajoy Samuel. Graphics by Claire Skelly, Alexander Skowalski, and Teresa Studley. Our music is Jazzy Abstract Beat by Coma Media from Pixabay. Thanks again for listening.